Hello, this is Pastor Arlene Romaine, and you are listening to Listen, Live, and Learn, where we listen to hear God's Word in order to live it out in our daily lives and learn by applying the scriptures about ourselves, our world, and our God. I'm so glad you're here, so let's get started. Hello, my friends. Welcome back once again to this podcast, Listen, Live, and Learn, where we listen to the scriptures, learn what it says, and then apply it to what we think about ourselves and what we think about our world and how we think about our God who came into it to save us. It is a joy to welcome you back once again, and I thank you so much for joining me here in this time of diving into the scriptures. We continue our journey today in the Gospel of Matthew. We are going to be beginning to read at Matthew chapter 11, but I just wanted to say welcome, all of you, from wherever it is that you are listening to this podcast I am truly grateful for you. It is good to know that I am surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, uh, both you who are listening to the scriptures this day and diving into thinking about it and our lives and this world and this time, as well as those who have done this before us, those who, uh, whose own faith Uh, brought us to this present moment. Surely there is someone in your life that passed along this good news to you. And we now are those people who continue to pass along this good news to others. It surely is uh, that we, we do so these days by new and extraordinary means such as podcasts. Um, But It is just so good to know that there are those who are listening, that there are those who care, that there are those who continue along in the faith in a time that is difficult to do, that we certainly are not a popular thing, at least not here in American culture. Uh, Being a Christian is uh, a difficult walk at times. Uh, no matter where you live and no matter when you've lived. Uh, But there is true encouragement to be found in these words of Scripture. And so I thank you for being here. And let's get started with Matthew chapter 11, beginning to read at verse 1 and reading through today to verse 19. Let's see what the Word has waiting for us this day. After Jesus had finished instructing his twelve disciples, he went on from there to teach and preach in the towns of Galilee. When John heard in prison what Christ was doing, he sent his disciples to him to ask, Are you the one who was to come? 
or should we expect someone else? Jesus replied, Go back and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cured, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is preached to the poor. Blessed is the person who does not fall away on account of me. As John's disciples were leaving, Jesus began to speak to the crowd about John. What did you go out into the desert to see? A reed swayed like the wind? If not, what did you go out to see? A man dressed in fine clothes? No, those who wear fine clothes are kings in palaces. Then what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is the one about whom it is written. I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way before you. I tell you the truth, among those born of women, there has not risen anyone greater than John the Baptist. Yet he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing, and forceful men lay hold of it. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John. And if you are willing to accept it, he is the Elijah who was to come. He who has ears, let him hear. To what can I compare this generation? They are like children, sitting in marketplaces and calling out to others. We played the flute for you, and you did not dance. We sang a dirge, and you did not mourn. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say he has a demon. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say here is a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. But wisdom is proved right by her actions. Oh, my friends, you can tell I have a real life going on here as I record this and my telephone is ringing. But right now we are busy in the scriptures and so we will continue that journey. And we will set aside all of our many potential distractions in order to do so because this time is worthwhile. And when we come to focus on the Lord, there is nothing that should pull us away from doing so. And so let's set aside that distraction right now and take a look a little deeper into these words. Here we have Jesus 
speaking about John the Baptist. And he does so because John is in prison. And he has sent his disciples up to Galilee to ask Jesus John's question. It seems now, despite what John himself spent his life doing, the very thing that has caused him now to be imprisoned, baptizing people, preparing their hearts to receive the kingdom that Christ came into the world proclaiming, it is John whose faith is shaken, who is now uncertain, who needs an assurance by Jesus that all has not been in vain, and that his proclamations of Jesus as the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world there at the Jordan River as John himself was baptizing, that this is truly who Jesus is, and it is truly the purpose for which John did his ministry, that John's efforts were not in vain, that hearts were opened to receive this good news that Jesus is now proclaiming. But Jesus has gone north. John baptized in the Jordan. Jerusalem is in the south. Many of those who came out to be baptized by John were from the southern kingdom. And now we have Jesus leaving the southern kingdom and traveling north to teach and preach in the towns of Galilee. Now surely this is still the chosen people of God, the Hebrew people to whom Jesus proclaims his message. The Israelite people live in the northern kingdom and in the southern kingdom and Israel and in Judah. And we're not told how long it has been since John has been imprisoned, but certainly it is long enough for him to need a good word of assurance from the Lord. And so John sends out his disciples to go to Jesus and ask him this question, are you the one who was to come? Or should we expect someone else? I just get such a sense of despair in that question. Surely John's experience of prison was the cause of his uncertainty. We talk about living in darkness and despair. There is no greater place in the first century world of prison as a place of darkness and despair. We know, not from these scriptures, but from others, that eventually John is beheaded 
He does not get out of prison alive. How dangerous, depressing, and despair producing his daily existence was up until that time, surely, is the catalyst for him to ask such questions as this. Are you? Are you really the one who has come? Or should we expect someone else? Are you the Messiah? Are you the Lamb of God who takes us away the sins of the world? Are you the one I pointed to there on the banks of the Jordan and declared to be this Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world? As John languishes there in prison with his life quickly coming to an end, it is a vital question. He, he desires to know the answer so that if and when, and we know it does come to pass, John can die with certainty that his ministry was not in vain, that this kingdom of God proclaimed is truly arrived, that Jesus is the Messiah, that that time of God's inbreaking has truly come. But as John's disciples are leaving, Jesus then starts talking to the crowds about who John is. Surely Jesus is the Messiah. We know that because we know the story, but Jesus here turns that question around so that he teaches the crowds not about who he is here, but about who John was and John is. He wasn't inconsequential. His life was not in vain. He was Elijah, the one who would come into the world to proclaim the coming of the kingdom of heaven in order to advance it forcefully into the world. It was John who prepared the hearts of the people to receive Jesus's message about this kingdom of heaven. And he tells us also that yet even the least person, the most humblest individual is still greater than John. That tells us something about ourselves, doesn't it? You see, my friends, each and every one of us has a mission and a ministry that God calls us to carry out. And it is not in vain when we serve the kingdom of heaven in whatever way, shape, or form God calls us to serve. When we serve the kingdom of heaven, we serve our Lord. And that ministry, even when we struggle to see its fruit, even when we struggle to understand why we suffer, why things don't necessarily go the way we would like them to, when we wrestle with our own darkness and doubts, when we wonder if everything we are doing is in vain, 
Jesus reminds us that we do not have to be great and notorious. We do not have to be famous and written about. The least of we who serve the kingdom is greater than John the Baptist. You see, it's not that we do greater things. It's that we do things for great reasons. We do things because we feel God's call to do them. We feel Christ's claim upon our lives and we cannot help but do our ministries, which is our very lives, to go where Christ calls us to go and serve where Christ calls us to serve, to follow him just as his disciples followed him all over, wherever it may be, to the northern kingdom or to the southern kingdom, to Samaria or the Decapolis, across the Sea of Galilee in boats on foot, wherever Christ calls us to go, we cannot help but respond our lives dedicated to the mission we are given. And we do not know where those lives may lead. We do not know what sorts of prisons we may wind up trapped in. We do not know if we are following Christ into Jerusalem to watch him suffer and die on a cross. Surely we serve in joy because of what Christ has done for us. And we, my friends, are the fortunate ones. We know the entire story. We have been given the end of this narrative, knowing for sure that our salvation is certain and offered eternal life. And so we go willingly, joyfully, in service to the Lord, even when it is difficult, even when it comes with doubts and questions, trusting just as John the Baptist did that in turning to Jesus, we will find our answers. And he assures us that our lives of ministry, our lives given over to the service of Jesus Christ in our world, proclaiming the message no matter how dangerous it may be, is surely not in vain. And it is seen by the God who loves us, the Father who sent Jesus into the world, and we too will be rewarded. It is certain. So I encourage you this day to continue on in your journey. Continue proclaiming the good news, the kingdom of God, no matter where you may be. Like John, turn to the Lord for answers. Trust in what he says. Know that even when we may feel ignored, by others or not appreciated by those we serve, 
that there is a great purpose for what it is you are doing. Take care, my friends. Until next time, God bless you all.